Hey Amarillo, I'm Jason Boyette, and you're listening to Hey Amarillo, the interview podcast featuring some of the most interesting people and stories of Amarillo, Texas. As part of this podcast's partnership with Brick and Elm Magazine, I want to give a podcast shout out to Northwest Texas Healthcare System, online at nwths.com, to Rico Aviation, online at ricoaviation.com, and to Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center, online at ttuhsc.edu. Look for the new July-August issue of Brick and Elm this weekend at our retail locations. It's coming out this weekend, including Market 33, United Supermarkets, Burrowing Owl Books, Barnes & Noble, and a lot more. Or you can read it digitally at brickandelm.com. Today's guest is Kathy Lopez. Kathy is an entrepreneur and the owner-creator of Little Bee's Playhouse, a play and party venue for young children. It's located in Wolfland Square, and Little Bees is an indoor miniature town filled with custom-designed playhouses, a post office, a grocery store, a medical clinic, all designed with kids in mind and kid-sized. Kathy came up with the concept around the time she moved to Amarillo as a young mom and wanted to find a way to find a career with enough flexibility that could include her kids. The idea for Little Bee's Playhouse was the result, and now she's taking the first steps toward expanding the concept outside this area. So here's Kathy Lopez. Kathy Lopez, welcome to the Hey Amarillo podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm excited. Good. I'm excited to have you here. I want to start with you the same way I start with all my guests, and that's just to ask you how you ended up here. So what brought you to Amarillo in the first place? So I went to West Texas A&M, so that was kind of my first step towards Amarillo. I grew up in the Dallas area, okay. uh, born and raised down there, and but I went to West Texas A&M and uh, got my uh, degree there in advertising and public relations, and then was stayed up here a little bit, and then went back down to the Dallas area for a good 10, 12 years, got married, had children, um, and then came back up this way because my husband's family's from here, okay. I have family up here. And we always just kind of knew we'd, we'd come back this way to be more family-centered. So why did someone from the Dallas area end up going to WT? Because yeah. <laughs> presumably there are a lot of college options, sure. even D2 schools, you know, a little bit smaller in that area. So why why come up here? So, I, you know, I toured a bunch of campuses, kind of like, you know, high school kids do. And I really liked the WT campus. It felt small, but yet spaced out and mm-hmm. um so I kind of liked the feeling being in Dallas it was obviously very big hustle and bustle right um so I just liked this the contrast feeling like oh well it's small feeling but yet cozy and still get the degree um I did have a sister that was going there okay. um she was there for the music program that helps to have some family exactly here. so that made my parents feel good if I was gonna be six hours away at least my sister was there to kind of guide me if I needed something so, yes, I went to WT. I kind of kept thinking, oh, I might transfer to tech. You never know. But I loved WT. Mm-hmm. There was never that question of transferring anywhere else once I got plugged in. So, What part of the Metroplex did you grow up in? Was it in Dallas proper or was it one of those suburbs? It, right. It was in Richardson, okay. so just outside of Dallas there. And was, was that I mean, going from Richardson to Canyon, Texas, did that feel like any sort of a culture shock or is it? pretty much the same thing. It wasn't too much of a culture shock. I think what surprised me was um, a lot of times 
you know, people on campus would go home for the weekends. And so it would kind of be a desert town. Yeah. And I, I didn't have the opportunity to go home every weekend like that. So I just had to find my group of friends and my activities that I wanted to be involved in. And it gave me a chance to drive into Amarillo all the time and explore the shopping and things that were going on here. So what what was the time frame that you were at WT? Uh, it was from 2001 to 2004. Okay. Yes. And so Canyon itself has changed a lot oh, since yes. then. I mean, the square was pretty <laughs> sleepy back in 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. Even when I take my children there now and I say, this is where mommy went to college. I'm like, it didn't look anything like yeah. this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the campus has changed a lot. Since yes. Then too. Yeah. yeah. So because I was in the fine old fine arts building. Right. At that time, so it's just so different now. But it's fun to go back and just be proud of the growth that they've had there on the campus. And then, like you said, even the town of Canyon is Mm -hmm. so fun. It's popping over there in the square. Did you know what you wanted to do? I knew that I was interested in events kind of focused on that PR route. Um, I was very interested in that uh, marketing PR kind of route. And so that was what my major was. So that was that was a lot of fun. I'm always interested in career paths because what you do now is not well. I mean, there is a marketing PR component of it, but yes. like that's not your job. Yes. So <laughs> tell me, tell me what you know your your career looked like after college, after you moved back to Dallas. So right when I finished WT, I stayed here for a little bit. I worked at the American Red Cross okay. downtown Amarillo mm-hmm. um, for a stint there, and that was that was fun. We were doing the communication events and things like that. I worked with like Vince Hernandez and Katie Nofsker and things right. like that. Um, but th- yes, ultimately I thought, okay, I'm going to go back to the big city and I'm going to make it on my own. And so went back to Dallas. And um, so what that looked like, I was working in a marketing role at a company named Milliman and was just learning the ropes of this is marketing and this is how we go to trade shows and things like that. Right. And from there, I went to a company, the trade group, and they focused solely on trade show booths, manufacturing, creation, oh, okay. um, all of that. And so I was an account manager there. So that really helped me do that account services role, everything from the crisis management, somebody's booth not showing yeah, up on exactly. time or, um, you know, just helping them get ready for those stressful events and helping them plan ahead and things like that. So I loved that role. I was there for a good six years. And um, from there, I went to Globe Life. And I was a corporate event planner there. And so um, it was actually called Torchmark at the time. It was like a big parent company for several different insurance-type companies underneath um, American Life and Liberty National and Globe Life, things like that. So that was a lot of fun just because it was such a big company and we were able to do a lot of top-end events and travel. And I got to do a lot of really cool things. (laughs) When the opportunity came to... Uh, move back to Amarillo because mm-hmm. uh, your husband was from here. Did you think, okay, I'm going to have to have some sort of career transition? Or were you thinking, I'll just find some other marketing events, PR sort of job here in Amarillo? So during that time when I was at uh, Globe Life, I had had my second child. Mm-hmm. And what it was making it very obvious that a change was coming because I was in Puta Cana and I'm FaceTiming my mom trying to look at my one-year-old baby, you know, and I just right. thought, this hard. is hard. And I, you know, as much as I was 
loving my career, I thought there's just more to life than that. And I want to be there with my kids. And so I had talked to my husband about, okay, there needs to be a change. And we wanted to be more family focused. And we had talked about, well, is it time to move to Amarillo now? Is that coming? And so I thought, well, I could go back and get my teaching certificate. I could do something like that. I could still do creative events with children, but yet you know, I, I knew that it would be a drastic change, what, whatever that looked like. And, um, but I knew I wanted something that was welcoming to my kids. I, okay. I just thought, well, is it being a teacher having summers off or is it a job that's a little welcoming, having flexibility with me being a parent, things like that? Because really with me traveling so much, it, I wanted to focus on my family. So then lots of things happen in the works, and that's how our current Little Bees came about. And I love the fact that I can bring my kids to work if yeah. I need to. And it's just welcoming. And what <laughs> what year sources. did you come back here? Uh, it was 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you met your husband, like, was it just a coincidence that he was from Amarillo? Or was there a connection that you had when you were here going to college? Right. So we had had some classes together at okay. WT. Um, I always say he was kind of like the class clown, the social butterfly, and I was the studious front row person that (laughs) was quiet and everything. So definitely opposites attracted. We were friends. But yeah, it wasn't until really that we got out of college that we we were dating and saying, oh, let's get married and have a life together. Okay. So I want to hear a little bit about Little B's Playhouse origin story. Um, because when you launched it, like it felt like such a different sort of business locally. There wasn't really anything um, similar in, in my mind. And right. so I, I wonder, like, where did that come from? Had you seen something like that? Did you just come up with the idea? Like, tell me tell me how that started. Right. So my husband's kind of got that entrepreneur spirit. His his mom owns a business and things like that. And my, uh, my family's got some business background. But the idea of running a business um, is a little terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we had come to Amarillo many times to visit his family and my family. And we were always saying, man, there's just nothing to do for the little kids. Right. Like, what? where do we take them? And um, so that was, you know, just kind of thinking, oh, man, Amarillo should have something. So that was kind of in the back of our mind, like, well, we're going to move back up there and we're going to have to find something to do with the kids. And um, we had a a great house. Um, It was on a cul-de-sac lot and we had a really big backyard and we had two playhouses. And so my oldest, um, she was like three at the time, and she was always saying, well, we need a house for Andy and a house for Lindsay. My friends all need their own house. And mm-hmm. I said, no, that's a village. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. So things like that. You know, I kept getting these little tidbits of, yeah, the kids love this pretend play and this kind of thing. So then I started looking into that idea and found similar concepts across the U.S. Okay. Um, there's some, you know, in other states and things like that. And I thought, oh, yeah, up north in New York, okay, that kind of works in that area. And I just started to think Amarillo could have something like this. And we kind of tweaked it to that would work for Amarillo. I knew that I wanted something that was kind of small, not mm-hmm. necessarily so overwhelming to a mom that she's got to keep her eye on them. Right. It's hard to look or easy to lose a kid. Yes. You know, like. <laughs> so, you know, I knew I had certain criterias for like, okay, it would have to be something like this. And I was, I would just kind of work it out. And I thought, but it'll never happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, my husband was like, we can do this. We can do this, you know? And so we did, we decided, okay, now's the time. 
And um, so I actually moved to Amarillo with the girls, and my mom came with me. Carlos stayed behind in Dallas to keep his job because it was a little risky that we would just Understand come it. up here with mm-hmm. no salary. <laughs> so um, I got the business going and got it started, and then he f- joined us up here, and then it just went from there. And now we're almost hitting year five. So. Right. <laughs> I'm interested, knowing your husband, who has that entrepreneurial spirit, people like that, are always willing to take risks, but not everybody is. And so sometimes you need somebody like that to kind of push you forward and say, yes, we can do this. And I wonder if you could talk to me about that mindset where you think, oh, here's a good idea. Somebody should do this thing. And then realizing, oh, I'm the person to do this thing. And mm-hmm. then taking that leap. Because you can create a great space. You can come up with a great idea. You can open up your doors, but then somebody going to come, you know, and and tell me, like, walk me through your thinking during that period. Okay. Yes. So, you know, there were many times when I just would, we would be planning and, you know, making those steps. And I thought, is this crazy? Or, you know, are we going to do this? He kept encouraging me every step of the way, you got to believe you got, you know, this is going to happen, think positive. And so I did. And, um, but sure, there's always those, those moments where you second guess yourself. But luckily, I feel like, God really put the right people in our path to help encourage us and and show us that it was going to work. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, the space even you know we went and looked at many different retail spaces around town and trying to decide what was a good part of town for us. And we had a, a mutual friend connection with the Sharp family that was you know the owners right. there at the shops at Wolfland Square. And so we met with Austin, and he was the only person that ever wanted to meet with us and find out about our business okay. idea. You know, we, you know, had kind of talked to some other people about, oh, well, tell us about this space or this space. Right. A lot he, of times those are owned by, like, companies out of the city, right? Sure. I mean, elsewhere yeah. in Texas or other states. Yeah. And so we, I just felt really comforted that this is somebody local that cares about what I'm bringing in, and he's going to give me honest feedback on if he thinks it might work right. in this space or not. So that just gave me reassurance, like, okay, he believes in this, this is going to work. And then just more things like that kind of would come along, you know, we would just run into certain contractors and things like that, that would just be helpful. And I felt really encouraged by everything we were doing that just kept me moving forward okay. and moving forward. So there are going to be listeners who don't know what Little Bee's Playhouse okay. is. Let's do them a favor and describe the business. Like, okay. like tell them what it is and um, what happens there. Okay. So Little Bee's Playhouse is, I guess it's a play party and shop venue. When you walk in, there's nine playhouses, so it's kind of like a little town. Mm-hmm. and Kid-sized playhouses. Yes. Right? Now, it is big enough that adults can stand up in there. Okay. You just kind of dip your head and yeah. stand up comfortably. But yes, so it's it's all child-sized, so they get to mimic what they've seen us do. They're going to go to the grocery store and buy their groceries. They're going to go over to the barn, farm area, take care of the animals. So... That pretend play is so important in their development as children, and just you realize that they know more than you realize. Mm-hmm. They've seen you do things, and they're you think, where did they learn this? And how are they, you know, picking up all these role play options yeah. and things like that? So it's a lot of fun. It's about four thousand square feet, um, and so we've got nine houses, and then there's um, we've got a little toddler area, a little mommy and me area for some of the younger ones, and then there's a little slide in the middle. Um, so it's a lot of fun, you know, children come and play and then we do birthday parties on the okay. weekends and then we have a small retail section up in the front. Yeah. The the other thing I wanted to know about is about the playhouses themselves. 
because I don't imagine you can just like go order up, you know, eight different playhouses, right? <laughs> go to the tiny post office or the tiny grocery store. Like, how, how did you how did you design those? How did you build those? I mean, were those all custom made? Yes, created on your own. So that was what was fun was um, designing them. You know literally pencil to paper and sketching it out and then working with Chad Knowlton. He's uh, my husband's friend out of Spearman. He has Knowlton Construction. Um, my husband's from Spearman. And so that was a fun connection, getting to work with family and friends mm-hmm. to build everything. And literally it was late nights and it was figuring out, you know, how to build these houses and making sure that they were going to stand the test of time. Okay. Kids hanging yeah, kids on them. On <laughs> but it was fun because we designed them based on like the big gray farmhouse I, I looked at an old farm picture from my great grandmother's. She lived down on a farm, mm-hmm. and so I kind of built the dormer windows, kind of like okay. her house. So we tried to make each house somewhat sentimental to us. Like um, we wanted it to feel like a piece of Amarillo. Like even now, we're getting sponsorships for the houses because we want the kids to feel like this is my community. I recognize right. Market 33, right. and I recognize Primrose from when I drive around town. And so that's that's a lot of fun, too, is letting the kids feel like, this is my town. This mm-hmm. is Amarillo. Okay, that that's super cool. Tell me what that looks like in terms of a business model. You don't have to walk me through any specifics, but like, do people pay like one-time entrances? Are there memberships? How does that work? Sure. So Monday through Friday, we have admission fees, um, $10 per child, $5 for adults. And then on the weekends, we do private birthday parties. So okay. it's just who you invite to your birthday party that gets to come in. And then we do offer monthly memberships. So do you have regulars who are there you know, once a week, we do. a couple days a week, that sort of thing. <laughs> and I love it. That's what's been a lot of fun is developing those friendships through the business. You mm-hmm. know, the moms that we've all just kind of gone through it all together. And then sometimes a mom may come in. I remember, um, you know, there's a, with children, there's like a flat head syndrome, you know, where the yeah. kids might wear yeah. a helmet. And a mom came in and she was really, she had just gotten it for her child and she was emotional. And I said, I've been there and I was describing my experience with my daughter and it was just such, it's just things like that every day where it's just making those connections with those moms and reassuring them. Even though my kids are a little bit older now, like I've been there and Mm -hmm. you're not walking that alone. So it's been really special to have those friendships develop with the regulars that come in and the people that come and have their birthday parties, seeing their kids year after year. Yeah. Getting bigger and bigger, (laughs) which means the little playhouses are getting smaller and smaller for them, Where does your your marketing and PR background fit into this? I mean, I know you can always look back and say, "Oh, this I've I'm not surprised. I've ended up in this place." But like, does this feel like you're doing something different or are you able to use those tools that that you used for so many years? It's definitely different. I feel like with the s- social media has become such a big part of that and that was never really something that I did a lot with my other businesses. Okay. You know, social media wasn't that strong. Definitely now the moms, they re, they look for our videos and our posts, things that we've got coming up because as, an, as a new mom, might be the middle of the night and you're scrolling your phone while you're, you know, feeding your child, right. things like that. And so that's what's been a big tool is just so they can know what's coming up um, and how to find out what's going on. Um, I definitely, my background as far as like planning the events and making sure things run smoothly and it's all planned out. You know, I've been able to use those tools from my past right. to here um, and just trying to always have that wow factor 
you know, not just for the kids, but for the moms and the parents too. Um, we want them to have such a good experience. And that means you want it to be stress-free for the parents, but you also want the kids to have that wow mm-hmm. feeling. So we try to make sure that we're looking at both of our customer sets. So. Now, a, a unique business like that, I, I look at something like that, and probably your husband says the same thing. And I think, oh, if that works in Amarillo, that would work in Lubbock, or that would work in Oklahoma City, or that would work, you know, even in places like, I don't know, Hereford or Pampa. You know, do you ever think, okay, maybe maybe I should look into expanding, or I'm just going to focus all my attention on here in Amarillo? So ever since we've opened, we've always had people say, oh, I want to do something like this. I want to do something like this. And so now we are about to start um, offering a franchise model. Okay. And so we've had a lot of people that are interested in that. Um, sometimes I I wonder it might be tweaked a little bit for mm-hmm. some of the smaller towns and things like that. Um, but definitely want to give the kids in all towns an option to have something like this that, for them. That makes sense to me because you can look at it and the, the business is very simple, mm-hmm. except there's that part where you have to build all these little tiny houses and stuff. And so to me, having somebody to say, okay, here's what we did. Here are our plans. Here are the materials. That seems to me like an ideal sort of mm-hmm. franchising model. Yeah. We're excited. Have, have, <laughs> do you, I mean, do you already have that interest um, or are you still like in the early stages kind of moving forward down that path? Yes. It's still in the early stages, okay. but we've, and my husband and I, we always have these grand ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. since day one, we've always had these different ideas and some things we've implemented and some things we haven't. Um, but we're always thinking and we're like, okay, what's next? And how are we going to build on this and tweak this and do this? So it's a good, we're a good team. <laughs> Where does the name come from? So I wanted to have a mascot you know, that a kid could identify with. But I also kind of wanted to name it after my children in a way that wasn't weird. So my first child we had for her first birthday, we had a bee birthday party. It was a little bumblebee birthday party. So we came up with the name Little Bee's Playhouse. So okay. indirectly, I've kind of named it after my firstborn. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. One of the things that strikes me is that this is a business that you developed you know, because your children were little and this was something that they did. And it was, you know, an environment that is, like you said, welcoming for your kids to come hang out with you during the day. Mm-hmm. Well, your kids are going to grow. What do you think about like five or 10 years from now uh, in terms of how the business might change as your kids get older and as, you know, as their interests change? Sure. So it's it's fun. My oldest now, she likes to come and she wants to be a worker. She wants okay. to work at Little Bees and she talks about, well, when I own Little Bees, I'm going to do this or do this. And so that's exciting to think, yeah, we're, we're going to keep this and you're going to run it one day mm-hmm. and, and you know, you'll have your own ideas. But it's, it's definitely fun. They still um, love to give their ideas. From day one, I've really had them involved as far as like I used to, you know, set toys out and watch them play with it and see, okay, is this going to work for the space or, oh, this is too many pieces or um, they liked having a say in a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, saying, oh, Mom, do an event about this. And we really like this cartoon character. Do something about this. And so I've really let them see how it comes about and yeah. let them feel involved. Well, in they're the ideal yeah. target market for <laughs> what you're doing. Yes. Tell me about just being in Amarillo and starting a business here, running a business here. Um, you know, a lot of the conversations I've had with guests in the past have talked about how the business ecosystem here is just kind of perfect in that 
there's funding mechanisms, there's people to help, like the Small Business Development Center and the Enterprise Center. You know, the banks are are open to talk to you and everybody's available because we're we're not too big that you don't have those connections, but we're not so small that you don't have those resources. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if that's been true for you. So when we came up here and got started, I didn't utilize a lot of those resources. I didn't really know about them until after I was kind of further along. Like you jumped in the pool yes. and started looking for the, yes. uh, the resources. Um, so I definitely, friends that have ta- have started businesses or talked about it, I, I definitely point them that direction. Amy Henderson at Amarillo National Bank has been a great sounding board we love her. Um, but definitely Amarillo is a great place where you can open that small business. Um, so that sense of community, I feel like, especially in our, I mean, I just love our moms. I love the moms that have told their friends and shared. And that is the biggest reason for our success is that mm-hmm. word of mouth. They've had a good experience and then they tell their friend and they bring their friends for a play date. And so I'm grateful for all of our mom community that we've had that comes through. Yeah, it's almost perfect for introducing new people to your business because kids want to have somebody to play with. Mm-hmm. And so you're always going to have at least new members of a family coming in your doors. And then hopefully it, it spreads from there. Yes, yes. It's funny, so, you know, as, as the children start to outgrow us, you know, we're constantly looking for the new customers that are having those babies mm-hmm. and coming in. Um, but, and even... Our location being off I forty, we get a lot of tourists that come through. Oh, do you really? Yeah, um, I'm just always a place to stop and let them burn some energy. Yes, I'm always surprised the people that say oh, we just Googled place play places and you're right off the highway, so we picked you, hmm. and then they they just love it and they start telling me about oh well we're on a trek from California to Michigan or you know whatever and. So that's a lot of fun to just meet the people that are passing through town and gives us a chance to say, oh, well, you need to eat here and go try this out while you're in town. So, but yes, they just want the kids to burn off energy so they yeah. can get back in the car. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to ask in this section is just, you know, you, you spent so many of your career years working in Dallas, working for big companies. And then since you've been in Amarillo working for yourself, and I wonder if you could sort of compare and contrast those two different lives, because they're pretty different. Uh, and I realize kids are, are going to change everything anyway, but like, you know, having been in Amarillo now and owning a business here for the last few years, what are some of the things that you've, you've kind of learned about what it's like to live here in the community that you found yourself in? So, yeah, just being a member of the community, I've loved this. So, um, so many people, you hear about how friendly everybody is up here, but truly, when you're up here without your husband and mm-hmm. you're starting a business, I mean, there was many lonely days. And so just having that, when I'd go to a park and meet a mom and they'd say, oh, well, you need to come back and join us next week or whatever. And just that sense of, that was so kind of her to invite me back and she doesn't know me. People inviting you to churches and things like that. Um, so definitely, I'm so grateful for the community for welcoming us as much as they did. And so I try to pay that back you know Mm -hmm. as moms will come in and they'll say well we just moved here from california and so then i'll try to help plug them in and say oh have you do you know about the mom's event over here and do you know about this event and so try to get them plugged in so they can meet other moms so yes I, i love living in amarillo because of that like everybody was so welcoming um as far as the differences from the working aspect. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, you know, it's a different level of stress that I have now. You know, it's not like going from corporate America to owning my own business is less stress. It's just different, Mm -hmm. and um, but it's rewarding. You know, I can kind of do things on my own time. If I need to slip away to go to my kid's school play, I can, and then, you know, work on things at night. Um, but like I said, like Carlos is, my husband is such a good team member, bounce ideas off with him and even our staff, we've been able to really grow them. And a lot of them have been with us two and three years. So that's really fun. They're like family to me. And so I'm so grateful for them, uh, just helping keep my sanity amongst Mm -hmm. it all. But (laughs) this episode of Hey Amarillo is supported by Lazy Boy Home Furnishings in Amarillo. You know Lazy Boy as a national brand, but its Amarillo store is owned and operated independently by the Hawkins family, and they live right here in town. Here's the thing, they offer a lot more than just recliners. Amarillo's locally owned Lazy Boy Home Furnishings has a ton of products in stock ready for you to take home or to get delivered today. Go visit the Lazy Boy of Amarillo showroom today at 3636 Sansi. Okay, I'm back with Kathy Lopez of Little Bee's Playhouse. Uh, Kathy, this is the part of the show I call Eight Straight. Eight Straight is sponsored every week by Panhandle Plains Historical Museum in Canyon on the WT campus. It's the largest history museum in Texas, and I, I chose this for you. Its collection includes all the household tools that families would have used while living in a 1915 kit house, like the ones sold by Sears or Montgomery Ward. You could just buy all the stuff. They would ship it to you on the railroad, and then you build yourself a house with it. So... You can learn more and see some of those plans and all the tools at panhandleplains.org. Okay, when you think of Amarillo 10 years from now, what do you hope for? I hope for opportunities um, and opportunities for growth, and but not just growth as far as like expansion, but just I want the kids to be able to see there's a reason to stay in Amarillo, not just fly the coop. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just a lot of opportunities here that maybe I hope 10 years from now are even more apparent for everybody to see so they, they'll hang around and become the great talent pool. <laughs> yeah, when you have kids, uh, I, I suppose the age of your kids, you're always thinking, you know, what what's Amarillo going to be like when they are making those decisions? And is it going to be enough to keep them here a little bit longer, to bring them back if they leave right. for a while, all those things. I think we're like on the cusp of a lot of really great things, you know, with the sharpened iron studios mm-hmm. and innovative outposts, things like that. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm really excited about what Amarillo is going to look like. Okay. Other than wind, what does this area have too much of? Fast food. There's a lot of fast food. <laughs> yeah. Some people would see that as a benefit, some people less so, right? <laughs> Maybe we could have like a fast food salad joint or something, but yeah, I'm excited. There's a lot of new places opening up, at least on my side of town with our store. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting to see some dining rooms attached. So. Yeah, Chicken Salad Chick is yes. right there in Wolfland Square now, right? Yes. People it's, are excited it's about tasty, it. tasty, yeah. <laughs> okay, what does this area not have enough of? With the recent floods, I would say drainage system. I mean, <laughs> we got to figure out a plan for that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things that, it it used to flood like that when I was a kid here in the 80s, and we would have major floods, um, the same lakes, and they were all worked on for a while, drainage improved, and it was fixed, and then you have, you know, like we did this year, a 50-year sort of flood, you know, that we haven't seen in decades, and you realize, oh, these 
these were not fixed, you know, 20 <laughs> or 30 years ago. Um, or we just haven't planned for this sort of extreme event. And mm-hmm. so it, that side of city planning, um, it's, it's real easy to complain, but like I, I look at it and I think, oh, how hard must that be that you've got to spend all this money mm-hmm. in anticipation of something that might happen 50 years from now. Um, and if that does happen, okay, we're good. We planned for that. And if not, well, you just spend a bunch of money. So <laughs> it's complicated. It is. I, I'm glad I'm not in that position having to decide those For things. sure. Okay. What's the most underrated thing about living in Amarillo? I think the talent pool. I feel like when I came up here originally to go to WT, I just saw everybody as cowboys or mm-hmm. something. And then you start, even like with your show, it's so amazing to see all the different things that people do. And you think, there's a lot of really talented people in Amarillo and people doing great things that you may not hear about just in your day-to-day conversation. So I think it's really underrated. Okay, good. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> What's your favorite local coffee shop? You're going to judge me. I'm a Starbucks girl, but I'm also not a coffee snob. So okay. I enjoy Cliffside and Palace. I have a drink at every one of them. So Okay, you just spread the opportunity yes. throughout. <laughs> Treat everybody equally. There you go. Uh, what's your favorite local restaurant or food truck? Bangkok, Tokyo. I right. I love that place. And when I would go there in college, it was back when they still had the sushi bar. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's like home to me. We've, we've gone there for so long. And even when we would come visit Amarillo, it's like, we got to eat at Bangkok. We've got to make sure we're, we're here when they're open. And <laughs> I, I always appreciate that place because, yes, it, they've changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's always been the same building. You know, yep. it's... It's been a successful restaurant forever, but they've never thought, oh, let's let's move to this part of town or this side of town or get a bigger place. They just keep doing what they do, and it's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to appreciate that. a lot to be said for that. I mean, <laughs> okay, what's your favorite street in Amarillo? Uh, downtown Polk Street. I okay. love the string lights that go across. It's very movie-esque, you know, mm-hmm. um, the Art Deco touches and the murals, and it's just, it's vibrant. I love it. Yeah, that's one of those things that is very different now from how it was when you were in this area mm-hmm. as a college student. I yes, imagine. yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, last question is, when was the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch? It was just this past September uh, in 2022. It was for the Hoodoo event. They had mm-hmm. one of their kickoff events out there, and it was a lot of fun to go out there. Now that my kids are old enough to kind of hold their own spray can and you know, kind of do that, it's it's a lot of fun. And I, I, I remember that uh, Little Bee's Playhouse was a, a partner with Hoodoo at the actual festival because you built like a kid's play area, yes. which I thought was a really great idea while mom and dad are, you know, at the concert or doing whatever, yeah. like the kids could do some things. It was a lot of fun. I, I, it was a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. but we loved that experience and letting the kids be a part of the festival and, and, and bringing a little bit of Little Bee's there. Had, had you ever done anything like that before that? Taking it on the road a no, little bit? No, we hadn't. So that was something special we did for Hoodoo, and that was a lot of fun. We'll, okay. we'll do that again. All right, cool. <laughs> well, that concludes the eight straight questions. I like to close by asking my guests to endorse something. So what's one thing you would like listeners to know about or to experience? You know, recently I went out to Shark Beach. or mm-hmm. They used to call it Land Sharks or something. Right. That was my first time out there. It was really fun. Great family-friendly event kind of space. Um, the kids can kind of run around in the beach and parents can hang out. And um, so that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Really good burgers out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting place because I, I feel like it's enough out of the way that a lot of Amarillo people aren't super familiar with it. Like mm-hmm. you've got to go there on purpose. You're not just going to drive by right. it. Right. 
Um, but there's always music out there, live music, and the food is good, and it, it feels like a different sort of restaurant than what you might find here. Exactly. So it was just something different to do, and even the owners walking around, chatting with people, so it was just really laid back and fun. And um, So I'm, I was like, that was my first time, but I'll recommend it to everybody. <laughs> okay, that's a good endorsement. <laughs> Kathy Lopez, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was fun. And that concludes the episode. I want to say thanks again to Kathy for the interview. You can learn more about Little Bee's Playhouse at littlebeesplayhouse.com. Thanks to Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Panhandle Plains Historical Museum for sponsoring Hey Amarillo. And thanks to Angelina Marie for editing the show. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you like this show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, rate it, do whatever you want to. Uh, But tell other people about the show. This helps them discover it if they're not already listeners. Hey Amarillo exists on a weekly basis because of listeners like you and the local people who support it financially through patreon.com slash heyamarillo. Hey Amarillo's executive producers include Jason Burr, Corey Burns, Wes Reeves, Josh Wood, Katie Linger, Cindy Graham, and Barbara and Jim Witten. This has been episode 306. My name is Jason Boyette, and I'll see you next week.